0: Gareth, why don't you come and open God's word for us. Let's, 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 let's pray. Let's pray for Gareth. Yeah, let's give him some, some love. Why don't you just stretch a hand out to Gareth. Heavenly Father, we thank you for, uh, for this man. Thank you for the gifts that you've given to him, uh, the way he's able to steward your word. Uh, and as he brings your word to us this morning, uh, would you sharpen the things that come out of his mouth? Lord, may they be your, your words to us. Encourage us, shape us, Jesus. Send us out different this morning than the way we came in, because we've been hearing from you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Phil. It's good to have you back. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not Nicky Wong as I promised. Um, uh, this is a real shame. Um, he had an accident. I know. And as I was speaking to him, I said, "What do I tell people?" And he said, "Make it sound good." He said, "Tell them I was skydiving." And I thought, that's not happening, Nicky, you stitched me up. <laughs> um, uh, but he had an accident on his bike, he fell off, and he's hurt his wrist, so he's very sorry he's not here today. He is okay, he's shaken, um, uh, and he's, but he's recovering. And it's a real shame, because I know a lot of you love him and wanted to see what's going on in his life. So remember him in your prayers, pray for healing, and he's got his ordination coming up in July, which is a wonderful time, and hopefully he'll come back and share how it went to all of us. Um, So what we're going to do, what I'm stepping in to do, is we're going to wrap up our four-part series of 1 Peter, and today we're just going to look at chapter 5 and the final few words that Peter spoke. And in this final chapter, he's given a bit of direction, and he's given direction to the elders in the church about how they should shepherd people. And then he's given direction to the younger believers about how they should respond to their elders. And he's then given direction to both the leaders and the younger believers. About to remain in humility. So I'm going to read 1 Peter 5 and then just 7 verses 1 to 7, and the words will come up on the screen. So to the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those who are entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. So God, we just want to remember Nikki to you. We pray for healing for him. And a real blessing over him as he gets ready for ordination. And as Phil said, give us ears to hear what you have to say today. Amen. Um, chapter 5, it begins by addressing the elders in the church. And Peter says, to the elders among you. And the word elder is not necessarily referring to someone who is older, more advanced in age. But it is talking about maturity. It's about someone who is further along in their spiritual walk than others. And because of that, they've been placed as spiritual leaders over the church, or as Peter refers to, over God's flock. And an elder would take responsibility to guide and to care, to teach, to discipline, to protect and nurture those in the church. And Peter believes this responsibility falls upon those who are more mature in faith. And this wasn't a command from Peter, was it? He wasn't telling the churches, you must do this. It was an appeal. He was saying to the elders among you, I appeal. He was saying, I'm reaching out to you. you know, he was saying, to, I appeal. He was reaching out to them because he firmly believed this is how a church should operate. He was encouraging them to look after those in the church, God's flock. And he wasn't asking them to do something that he wasn't doing himself. This is something he was doing. He said, I appeal as a fellow elder. He was living this out. He was an instruction that was passed on to him from Jesus. And we know that from John 21. Jesus told him on three occasions, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, feed them, look after them. Peter was given a calling by Jesus to be a shepherd over those who would soon be in his church in Jerusalem. And we know from Acts 2 that he lived this out. He did this. As the church grew, what was Peter doing? He was devoting himself to teaching, to fellowship, to meeting people's needs, to breaking bread and to prayer. And he did this so that those in the church could grow in maturity. He devoted his time to being a shepherd. And then raising up shepherds as well, like Stephen and Philip. And it's not just something Peter did. There are other leaders in the book of acts we know paul was doing it as well wherever he went whenever he planted a church he'd always place leaders over that church and in acts 20:18 when he's beginning his final journey to jerusalem he calls the elders to him in ephesus and he says you are shepherds over god's flock watch over them and it's an image that we know is portrayed throughout the whole of the old testament the shepherd is always someone who, as a figure who cared for god's people and looked after them moses and gideon and deborah all of these people and in this letter this whole theme continues this calling to be a shepherd of god's flock that is under their care and peter believed firmly that for a strong and healthy church they had to have elders in place to help them grow in maturity in their walk so that they could become shepherds as well and begin to look after those coming behind them and this is how a church family had to operate and it's calling to be shepherds for all of us here today as well. We have to live this out at SPS. You know, we want a strong and healthy church family. God wants shepherds to be over this church. And the good thing is that we have that here. We have some amazing, wonderful people who take care of this flock. Especially those with less experience who draw alongside and help people on this journey. So that you can grow in maturity as well. And some of you will be stepping deeper into that today, in the church leadership role, stepping into the PCC or church warden for the first time, or you may already be doing this, or you may be a leader in another area of this church, on the welcome team, the worship team, docs, kids. The needs words are for you, and just like Peter, I encourage you, as someone who is also learning to be a shepherd, to take care of the flock in this church, because we want a strong and healthy church family. But I also believe that we're all called to be shepherds in many ways. And it doesn't matter about the titles, because at times we all have to shepherd one another. There will always be people who are less mature than us on this journey, with less experience. Someone who is slightly behind you, someone who you can pick up and journey with and travel with. Who you can help and support, someone who may have stumbled or drifted away. So it's up to us to draw alongside them and shepherd them. So what is the role of a shepherd? What is Peter saying? What is he telling this church to do? What is he telling us to do? Well, the first thing he's saying is he's encouraged them to watch over their congregation. They were to act as guardians of God's flock, following the example of what a shepherd did and how a shepherd lived his life out and how he cared for his sheep. I'm not a a shepherd in that sense. I've never worked on a farm or looked after sheep but I found this descriptive passage that was so helpful for me to get a deeper understanding of what a shepherd does and how he acts as a guardian over his flock. And so I'm going to read a little passage that I found which describes the roles and responsibilities of a Palestinian shepherd at the time when this letter was probably written. And as I read this passage, I just encourage you to think about your role here at SPS you know, and how you can be a guardian over those in this congregation. So it says this, the duties of a shepherd in an enclosed country like Palestine were very onerous. Early in the morning, the shepherd would lead the flock from the fold as he marched at the front of them to the spot where they were to be pastured. Here the shepherd watched them all day, taking care that none of the sheep strayed. And if any of them escaped or wandered away, the the shepherd sought diligently until he found them and brought them back. In those days, sheep required to be supplied regularly with water, and part of the shepherd's purpose was to guide them either to some running stream or to wells dug in the wilderness. At night, the shepherd brought the flock back home to the fold, counting them as they pressed under the rod of the door to assure that none were missing, but his labours did not end with sunset. Often he had to guard the fold through the dark hours of the night from the attack of wild beasts or the wildly attempts of at the prowling thief. And that is what a shepherd is, and that's what a shepherd does, did. And that's what we are called to do. And Peter carries on, and he gives three more examples of what a shepherd is, and what he should do, and what he shouldn't do. Firstly, he says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing. Peter is saying that we are shepherds. It is a privilege, privilege, and an honour to be looking after those whom God has entrusted into our care it's not something that we should get pressured into doing it's not something we do grudgingly but rather we do it freely and we do it willingly a willingness to step in and care for people to walk with people to help people, to draw alongside people and to journey with them and then secondly Peter wrote being a shepherd is not about pursuing dishonest gain but a shepherd is eager to serve A shepherd isn't interested in what what they can gain, what they can get out of the situation for themselves, but a true shepherd is always willing to serve the needs of others. Someone who will always go ahead of someone to guide and lead them and show them the way forward. Pick them up when they fall. And thirdly, Peter writes, a shepherd is not someone who is looking to lord it over those entrusted to them, but a shepherd will act as an example to the flock. Being a shepherd is not about us gaining power and then using that power to force people to do things against their will. It's not about us ruling over people, controlling them for our own advantage. But shepherds are to act as an example of how a Christian should live. Shepherds are called to imitate Christ, the chief shepherd. When I was younger, I applied for a job as a lifeguard. And one of the requirements to be a lifeguard is to be able to swim. Um, uh, Yeah. Um, and I got an interview, which is good. And at the local centre, there were 14 people. And um, part of the interview was to do a swim test, two laps at the pool in under a minute. A fair test for being a lifeguard, you would say. And my attention, well, they got us to make a queue and to line up, and one by one, we were gonna do this swim. And my attention drew to this guy who was at the front. And when he heard the word swim test, he moved to the back very quickly. And I was a little unsure why until he got into the pool couldn't swim oh my heart went for him and um, it took him two minutes just to swim one length and when he got to the end of the length he turned around and he decided to climb out the pool he went to the changing rooms and we didn't see him again and he he realized he wasn't a lifeguard at that moment and I hope he has learned to swim and he's got it now but Peter writes be examples to the flock you know we're called to be examples to those we are shepherding But the only way we can be examples to people is if Jesus is our example. And if we're looking to him to teach us, to guide us, and to show us how to be shepherds. Because if we don't do this, we will be like that person who went for that job and who couldn't swim. He wouldn't be able to help anyone or save anyone. And so if we're not looking to Jesus and allowing Jesus to be our example, how on earth are we going to be able to shepherd people ourselves? We always have to be looking to our chief shepherd, Jesus. And so I encourage you to follow him on his journey through the Gospels. Keep looking at how he lived his life out, how he was a shepherd to people. Because the more we do that, the more we'll see what a true shepherd is and what a true shepherd did. And what it means for us to be living this out as well. Because when we follow Jesus and we allow him to be our example and see what a shepherd is, we'll see that he was someone who always searched for people and rescued them no matter who they were or what they had done. He was always someone who would care for people, always there to lead and guide people through every season of their lives. He was always there to protect and strengthen the weak and that he would never leave anyone behind. And we see an example of this in John chapter 9 when Jesus healed a blind man. And this is a story that should have been about celebration, but it was a story of rejection. This man was rejected by everyone. Everyone who should have been a shepherd in his life. Um, His neighbors didn't recognize him at the beginning. You know, when he walked, they walked past him every day and he's begging on the side. When he was healed, they didn't recognize him again. They said, we don't know who he is. His family walked away from him because of fear. And the religious leaders refused to go near him before he was healed because they thought he was a sinner. And then when he was healed, they kicked him out of the church and said, you're not welcome. All these people should have been shepherded in his life and they rejected him. But in this story of rejection, we see Jesus at the beginning, at the end. And we see what a true shepherd is and what a true shepherd did. Because the first thing we're told is that Jesus saw this man. When everyone else was ignoring him and walking past him, Jesus saw him. And then Jesus stopped and he spoke to him, not to condemn him, not to put him down, not to tell him that he's a sinner, but to actually speak to him it was Jesus who then lifted him up and touched him he put mud on his eyes it was Jesus who then guided him and told him go and wash your eyes in this water so he could see again and when this man was told he was no longer welcome in the synagogue who was the first person there to see him it was Jesus welcome him in again and that is what a shepherd is called to do that is what we are called to do within this church family but how do we respond how do we respond to our elders as well Well, I believe that all of us should be looking for guidance. None of us really know. None of us are that chief shepherd, are we? So we all need help. There will always be someone ahead of us, slightly mature, slightly ahead of us on this journey. So we need to be going to people, asking for help and guidance. When I first started this process of becoming a vicar, I knew very little about the Church of England. And you had to do an interview, and I was petrified. But this woman, she sat down with me every week, and for one hour she taught me so much so I could go into this interview and tell people what the Church of England is about and what a vicar is being about. And it was valuable. And hopefully I'm doing that to others now. Um, hopefully it's helpful. But Peter made it clear. He said, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. And when Peter's referring to the word younger, it's the same again. It's those with less experience on this journey. People who are maybe new to faith, new to church. Peter said, if that is you, then go to your elders go to those shepherds in the church go to them and ask for help ask for guidance ask how they journeyed through life on friday night phil mentioned that we had the growth night shelter and it was this celebration of all that happened and we heard these incredible testimonies of the guests and there was this common theme in all the stories where people were sharing and it was the part that the local church played in drawing alongside people And people record how the church drew alongside them and were shepherds in their lives, watching over them, caring for them, guiding for them. And some of the guests have now become shepherds themselves, supporting and caring for those who needed it most. And it was just this beautiful picture of what we should be doing and how we should be living it out. To go to people, ask for help, ask for guidance. And finally, as I bring the band back up, Whether you are a shepherd or a young believer, we should all be clothed with humility. Peter says, all of you, not just one or two, all of you, clothe yourselves with humility. Whether you are being led or you're the one leading, we all need to clothe ourselves with humility. No one should think that they are more important than anyone else just because they have a title or a role or a bigger part to play in the church. No. Those who are further behind shouldn't think that they don't need help or guidance actually we need to be going to people and asking for help and why because god says god opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble we always need to be willing to ask for help godly advice to help us on this journey because we cannot do it on our own and for those who are leading being humble what is it about well it's about putting a cloth around your waist And doing as a slave would do And serving others And who do we know who did this? The chief shepherd Jesus Didn't he? He got a cloth and he wrapped it around his waist And what did he do? He washed his disciples feet And that is what we are called to do But ultimately humility Where does it begin? It begins with us being willing to go to God Cast our cares and burdens upon him Because he cares for us I'm going to Amen. And if you would like anyone to draw alongside you today, on my left there will be a prayer team who would love to pray with you. But Father God, we thank you that you are our chief shepherd. We thank you for that story in John 9, God. That you saw that man and you went alongside him. That you lifted him up, God. That you touched him and you spoke to him, God Jesus. And you went to him when he had no one else to go to. And help us, God, as a church, to live that out. Teach us and show us what it means to be shepherds, God. What it means to look after one another. What it means to take care of one another. Show us how to do that today, God. And for anyone here who is new, anyone here, let them find people that they can go to, God, who are following this example in your name.